0: The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the real estate moguls podcast.
1: How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce and this is the real estate moguls podcast. Today, I'm joined by Stephanie Pellegrino and Andrea Quinones of Platinum Partners Realtors. Ladies, thank you for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having us, Tony. We're so excited to be here and
1: honored. No, likewise, likewise. The honor's all mine. Uh, But kind of jumping into it, you guys have been working together for three years, but Stephanie, you've been in the real estate industry quite a long time.
0: Yeah, so I actually started in high school when I worked for a new home builder, Um, and liked it then, um, did more after I graduated from college, uh, with a developer in the city, some high rises in the South Loop, Hyde Park, Evanston, the North Shore. And then most recently I've been 10 years doing, uh, real estate at Platinum Partner Realtors.
1: Wow. So where were you before then? Or how were like, what was your relationship, I guess, to real estate?
0: So I always loved it. I saw people making a lot of money quick and working with people because i love people and so i always liked the industry but i went to college for marketing and communications i graduated and spent um, several years in corporate america and um, then got an opportunity after about six seven years of working in a corporate communications group with a utility holding company to go work with a developer in the city so i did that for quite a few years until the market started to melt Mm. in 08 and then i jumped ship and went back and utilized my degree again in corporate America. I worked for a company that um, worked really closely with Microsoft. So I ran their marketing department for a couple years and then life happened and I had twin <laughs> babies and I had to get out of corporate America. And then I started with Platinum.
1: That's awesome. Awesome. And, and kind of jumping into how you guys met, because you've known each other for a long time now, right? You said yes. even at the end of your teenage years, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did so, you guys meet?
2: so uh i grew up in a town called westchester and it's in the western suburbs we had known a lot of the same people um growing up there so i met stephanie then and i have been in doing here for 27 years now um in a salon in oakbrook so stephanie started coming to get her hair done Pretty regularly, um, me and her were on the same page in life. We were got married around the same time, started having kids at the same time, and we both ended up having twins. Our kids are all about this uh, one year apart from each other. She had three girls, and I had three boys, and so she would come pretty regular, and we would start talking. Um, as my kids were growing, I was getting interested in real estate also. Um, I had friends and that were lenders, also other realtor friends, and it started interesting me. I was looking to make more money, but still stay in the hair business. And so she started talking to me about it and um, told me our, her where she worked at Platinum Partners was offering classes, and she would be willing to mentor me if I decided to go that direction. So I looked into it, I, I joined, um, I started taking the classes, and she said if I pass, she would help pay for it, and then we can start working together. She was looking to join, um, to get off her team and start her own team, which was beneficial for me, so we did it. I mean, I started classes right away, I passed, I, I let her know I passed the classes, and instantly we started working together. We were off
0: and running, yeah. It was a busy mm-hmm. time, the market was really hot, so she learned very, very quickly,
1: Tell me what it is that, you know, from a team standpoint, I guess, what is the benefit for individuals like when you're starting a team, right, mm-hmm. that versus going out on your own? What, what, what are some of those things that you knew that wanted to, Stephanie, that, you know, made you want to start your own team? But then also for you, Andrea, what was it about joining a team that seemed much more appealing than um, starting on your own? And I'll let you start, Stephanie. Yeah.
0: So I started on a team. So Paul Baker, who is an amazing agent, taught me everything um, he, he knows. And so I think it's so much easier when you have a good mentor and you can always call him with questions uh, and they teach you the ins and outs of the business, and you can kind of shadow them. So for me, I learn quickly, and I feel like I learn from the best. And then I could, you know, teach Andrew everything that I know. So it just it works well. And I think in our situation where you have a family, um, and you're trying to balance everything, like having a partner just makes everything easier for both the client and for us. So we can always accommodate the client, right? Because one of us is usually always available. And then if something like life happens, when, when it does, people get sick, things happen, and you need somebody to fill in. Andrew is always there to fill in and vice versa. So it works well for us and, and for our client
2: yeah i agree i'm we both like i said we both have three kids so if there's a day i may be juggling kids or i also wanted to still stay in the hair business because i had done it for so many years then stephanie would be able to help out our clients get to know both of us right from the start When we go on a listing presentation we both are there we introduce each other we we bounce a lot of our ideas off of each other so they our clients know both of us from right when we start
1: that's awesome Mm -hmm. and as far as when you guys started what was kind of the uh the The strategy or what did you decide would be your service offering, your community? How did you come to to that conclusion? Not a conclusion, right? But that starting point of, you know, this is what's going to make us different. Here's who we're going to serve. How did that conversation go when you started out together?
0: So our business is based a lot on referral. So that's why every client is so important. So when I started with Paul years ago, he said you need to treat every client the same, right? Whether they're a renter or they're buying a $3 million property. You treat them all the same with the same level of respect. You give them the same amount of time. Um, and so that's what I taught Andrea. So we don't really have like a community we serve. We're kind of all over the place. People are like, Oh, are you just in DuPage County? No, because she lives in Cook County, I live in DuPage. But we go we serve the North Suburbs, we serve we go south. So there's not like one particular area that we devote a lot of our time to. But that's our strategy, right? Like so it's built on referral our business so we go where our clients refer us to
1: and you guys have where you came from very different backgrounds i mean on one end corporate and uh with you stephanie the marketing side but also you know you're doing a lot of those things for yourself in in a salon as well right Mm -hmm. andrew how did the two of you kind of come together and, and and find what strengths you each brought from your past experiences to really create a brand uh on the uh pellegrino quinones team
2: Well, I think we both bring different things to the table, for sure. I am the probably more social. I like to network. I'm always talking to people. I I connect with a lot of people on a daily basis because I do hear. So I have clients in my chair at all times. Um, I also have done acting, modeling with a talent agent. Mm -hmm. I've also been in... Right now, I am a character in a video game, so I I, I can reach a lot of different groups so cool. of.
1: People. Wait, wait, wait! What?
0: wait right, exactly. She That's says what I like,
1: say. Oh, yeah, I'm a character. in yeah. a video so game. She, like, yeah, um, who? Yeah, I always wait, brag what? about her. I'm like yeah, my yeah. partner
0: is a video game character. Can, I think it's pretty cool.
1: Can we talk about this? For a second? Sure, I like, sure think
0: we should. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty really cool.
1: Tell me about how are you a, a character in a video game and which video game?
2: So it's called Dark Presence. It's a fighting. Uh, it's a fighting game. So I mean, it's been 14 years since. <laughs> And we, since I filmed it. Um, in the next month, um, I'm, they're actually making a documentary, the, um, how that the dark presence was created so i'll be also interviewing for the documentary for that too um the making of dark presence is what it will be called um that's so, so cool yeah.
0: isn't it she doesn't tell anyone i'm I like know. i'm telling everyone i'm right? like it's i just and she has three boys i'm like don't your boys think that's so cool that you're a video game mm-hmm. character and she's like oh how they don't even talk about it
1: how did you even get in, i got like, into involved?
0: it um years ago i work out
2: for, I, I regularly and i had been in um, the gym I work out in, and the owner who now he, it's called Galloping Ghost Arcade. It's pretty big um, in Brookfield, Illinois. So he um, he's expanded the. I pretty he pretty much has an entire block of that is is expanded into. Um, so he approached me and and told me about this game. He had already made the comic book, and he he had already a person that was playing my part who had backed out, but she looked just like me. So. He offered if I would be interested, in, and we went over all the details, and we pretty much started filming right away. At the time, I had no children; I was looking looking to have kids. So I said, "As long as I am, I mean, I'm going to have a baby. I don't know how long this is gonna take." And he's like, "Don't worry, don't worry." And it became like an ongoing joke. It took two years to film um oh wow the whole um sh- it took two whole years in the process it worked out very well I mean I got pregnant as soon as the game was uh, finished because if I had if I had gotten pregnant before that I wouldn't have been able to finish filming so it right. worked out like pretty well but it's it's taking off now so no way Yeah. So now they're going to be making a documentary so you're going
1: to be included in that
2: Yep. That's Mm -hmm. really
1: cool. Look at you. You got your little Celebra. I know. My sidekick. My celeb
0: sidekick. I (laughs) brag about her all the time.
1: And so with that, how, how do you guys kind of leverage all those things that you have to create this brand, right? How do you connect with people? What is that strategy that you guys have employed to really make a name for yourself together?
0: So I think my marketing communications background helps a lot because I have the experience for the writing. And um, with with the marketing, it definitely makes a difference in what we can bring to the table. And Andrea just does a lot of the social media, um, and she touches so many people, and people just like her. So she brings a lot of clients through the door. So I just think together with my knowledge and experience, and my marketing background, and her, you know, being able to bring the clients through, I think we work together um, as a team just to get everything, you know, to accomplish what we need to accomplish.
2: I also think we're we're never really turning anything away. So if I can't do it, she's doing it. If she can't do it, I'm doing it. We usually will find a way. There's never a time we're saying no to any type of business.
1: And I guess with that, what do people, or what should people come to expect when they're working with you, right? And, you know, oftentimes you go to a realtor and hey, I'm working with this one person or this one realtor, but with you it's a team. So, you know, take me through what that relationship looks like with your clients.
2: I think we're super honest with our clients from day one. We're also very reliable. We will work all night. I've had clients calling till 11 at night for whatever. We never turn. I know there's some agents who say from 9 to 5, and after that, they can't be reached. We're never turning anyone away. Um,
0: Yeah, and I think we just surround ourselves with good people, too. So I think that's important. Like You can use, of course, whatever lender you want, whatever attorney you want, whatever You know inspector you want but we have surrounded ourselves with a really good group of people that are experienced and so it's really like the total package that we bring to the table and i think that um again it's about referral so if we do a good job for one then they're referring us to 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 our next client so i think that's you know we we approach it it's a holistic approach really a team approach not just andrew and i but then with the lenders and attorneys and inspectors and you know, even down to some of the contractors if people need a painter, you know, we have that in our Rolodex. So, um, yeah, so it works.
1: And, and what does it look like when you guys are working with a lot of, especially younger, I think, just generationally how we've come to see that you know, we're not getting taught in our schools, even how to open a bank account or what credit is, right? So what has it been for you? And and I guess maybe a little more gears towards you, Stephanie, that um, traditionally, what has it been from a learning curve that you have to teach your clients or that you have to bring awareness to them because they might've put themselves in a predicament. They may just have not known something. So how much are you having to teach your clients, especially for those first time home buyers?
0: I just think credit is so important paying your bills on time and building credit because sometimes we have people that don't have any credit and it's like well now how do we you know get a landlord to accept a lease when you have no credit history or even you know saving saving money because you need to have a down payment you need to you know have a security deposit so i think just teaching people at a young age cuz that credit score follows you And it's hard to build up once you break it down, right? So I think those things are so important to know at a young age. And we do have lenders that will work with people to rebuild their credit or get them on the right path. Um, But yeah, I just think it's so important that sometimes parents don't take the time to teach. We all get busy, right? So I know I'm not the perfect parent either. But I think it's so important to teach your kids about the basics of finances.
2: I don't mean to interrupt, but I think me and Stephanie grew up the same. My dad stressed growing up big time how not to... Like keep your credit good, it's gonna it's gonna follow you. Save your money. He would he'd stay here, don't move out until you really have to. It was like taught to us growing up so we understand how important it is. And when we see there's so many kids out, they have no clue what's going on. They're spending money more than they make. They're charging everything and it's become a problem because then they're first time homeowners and now they cannot afford a house and they're acting shocked when, when their credit's pulled and and they realize that it's not as good as they thought.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. But you guys have some ideas of your own to, to tackle this, right? And I know one of the initiatives that you'd mentioned was really getting to kids, especially at the school level, uh, and being able to teach that. And that seems like you know, probably not your ideal clients for right buying right, a house right. in high school, but it, but I think you really understand the importance of being able to teach that. Tell me a little bit about, you know, some of the ideas you have uh, regarding educating our youth.
0: Yeah, I just think if we could develop a program and implement it in the schools, just teaching, you know, the basics of finance and saving, I think it would go a long way. Our kids both go to private schools, so they don't necessarily have that funding for those types of classes. So we're hoping somewhere down the line when time frees up, we'd like to go into some of these schools and develop some kind of course, even if it's like once a month or once a quarter and just kind of go over the basics and and how important it is, um, you know, to learn the stuff at a young age because it will follow you.
1: And you're not just talking about teaching, you know, the basics as far as the, the the tools that are out there, or even just, you know, terms, but also habits, right? Is is something that I'm 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 hearing is really teaching habits in terms of spending habits, saving habits, like, yeah, th- tell me a little bit about that as well.
0: I just think that, you know, if the parents can implement it and the kid, and even if your parents don't know, if you can, you know, if you have a job and you can save a little bit or, you know, you have a goal, you Mm -hmm. can set a goal. And even if it's to purchase whatever, you know, just so you Mm -hmm. learn to save and you learn to achieve that goal, because that's fulfilling too, right? So if you set a goal, you save. um, I just think that. I don't know. I think at at a young age, if we teach that, then that will carry with you throughout your life.
2: Right. The kids. I mean, there's even apps out there now that have that can help. They can round up their money. There's so many tools out there. But I think if we can get in front of the kids and talk to them, um, since we have kids that that are those ages, that maybe at a young age we can at least educate them a little bit more on learning to save and that it will affect them. It's they don't really realize it. They just want the new shoes or the new. Outfit, but they're not thinking like ahead.
1: And for you guys with your own kids, right? How do you kind of manage that, or or how are you teaching them those habits that um, you know those other kids, all kids should really know? But what are you doing at home?
2: Well, I have three boys, and I think it's funny because I, have, like I said, we both have twins, and they couldn't be more opposite. I'll give really? you an example. So I hit they just turned eleven. Two weeks ago, like
1: your like your boys couldn't be more with the twins themselves. Oh, my twins are very different.
2: Yes. So, um, just speaking of what we're talking about, uh, one of my twins is really into shoes. So he's he wanted Jordans. He's been asking for these Jordans. He he couldn't wait to get them for his birthday. So his twin, who is very very wise about saving, and he says, "Well, how much are those Jordans you want?" And he he, they were two hundred. They were something like two hundred dollars 250 my my brother offered to get them for him well his twin said I'm not getting those he goes I'd rather have the money I'm saving it so I have two I'm trying to teach but at the same time I have the one who really loves to look good he likes those shoes and then I have the other twin who he's saying that 250 I could save and put in my bank and get something really big if I just put it away so I I mean I, I tell him look look he's saving his money and then when he goes to buy something Just so you know, he saved his money. You're getting that. But, I mean, it's just we're still in the process of teaching. It's just funny to watch how different they can be, even though you do tell them about saving.
1: I think it's such a good point, too, where, I mean, you're really talking about personalities. Oh, yeah. And and when you're doing that, you could be in, especially think about it, here you are with just your twins. Can you imagine in a classroom or whatever, teaching students in general, you're going to have a hodgepodge of different personality types, right? Oh, yeah. And what about for you, Stephanie, at home? What does that look like, those those financial conversations or financial literacy conversations?
0: Well, my husband was a really hard worker. He started working when he was like, well, he did paper routes when he was like 10, 11. And he started working catting at a golf course when he was 12 years old. And he rode his bike to that golf course. And he worked really hard. He still works in professional golf today. Oh, no way. So it was a great start for him. But so he teaches our kids like it's never too young to start working and saving so they have chores and allowance, and you know they'll save and we'll go to the store and spend. Um, and then they have savings accounts. Um, and most you know recently, Andrew and I were talking about even like our older children putting them. a lot of people don't know this, but you can add them to your credit card to start to build mm-hmm. their credit. So you know even doing things like that to prepare them for one day when they are on their own. Um, but those are some of the things we do in our house.
1: And, you know, all those things that we talk about are really geared towards almost the fundamentals of life, right? Where you understand credit and then you buy your home as opposed to renting. And, and those are all great benefits. How is it? How do you guys relate to real estate in terms of the investment side of things, right? How much of that is part of your working with your clients, too, but also the education piece that real estate isn't just something you live in, but it could also be a source of revenue of income for an individual?
0: Yeah, it's a great investment. I mean, you never lose with real estate. Um, you know, we have people that have, you know, got trapped where they, you know, they purchased for more than the house was worth when the market melted. Right. And then they wanted to buy their first home, like a, like maybe they were in a condo that they owned. And I was like, if you can hang on to it, it's a great investment. Keep it, rent it, you know, even though it would be more business for us to sell it, right. But I'm keep it and rent it and use it as like, a savings account, quote, unquote, you know, and let it pay for itself. And then when you're ready and you want to retire or send your kid to college, then sell it. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with real estate. We have people that buy and flip. We have people that buy and rent, um, you know, and and the market's cyclical. So people want us to have a crystal ball and tell them, oh, it's going to be what if I want to sell in five years, what am I going to sell for? And we can't do that. Um, But it's cyclical and it will come back.
1: Absolutely. And what's the vision? What's the the vision for you guys, the brand, you know, the team?
0: Well, we, we also love to work
2: with military cops and fire. I come from a huge police family, so that stuff's important to us that we give back and we help them so they can afford. We'll give discounts, so will our lenders, so we work together. Or also, I'm also looking into helping with divorce um, couples. I was in a divorce. So then I also had to figure out, am I keeping my house? Am I selling my house? And there's so many emotions with that. So it would, it would benefit me. My, also the lender I work with, she was in the same situation. So I feel like we can reach that market also. Um, We do work with a lot of, we're looking to like work with more sellers these days. I think that it's still a seller's market, so we want to get out there. And- yeah,
0: because inventory is so low. We need properties, so we, <laughs> need, we need inventory. So we try to, you know, communicate, like, if you're looking to sell or that's in your plan in the next couple of years, like, mm-hmm. now is go time. Like, if you can, you know, if you have, like, a second home you can go live in for a while or you want to make that move now, like, you're going to get the most for your house today. So we're looking to connect with sellers, too, because, you know, this is it's low inventory and they'll get a lot for their home.
1: Absolutely. No. Well, if you're out there listening and (laughs) that sounds like you, absolutely reach out. But ladies, thank you so much for coming in, you know, sharing your story, but also the work that you're doing together. It's very cool.
0: Thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Tony.